Hey y'all, it's the 5-7 legend, a bad little bitch from the 216, Rakim Savon. And it's the man, the myth, the legend, Jamie Stars. And we are the Cleveland Hoochies. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah, how was Thanksgiving, you guys? It's the one day where the bottom can have a feast. i um it's the top's worst day well okay look i made a post on facebook i was like can we uh please like no bottom jokes this year and of course like nobody listens to me so no (laughs) like of course not but the bottoms are always going to be the butt of the joke (laughs) (laughs) my favorite um thanksgiving bottom meme it was the one, did you see that Asian guy? And he's like just covered in mud. Nah. Oh, I'm gonna have to show you that shit on break. But uh, <laughs> it was trifling, grotesque, but hilarious. You know, I find scat shit funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes about, you know, scatting funny. I find humor in that. Um, we've talked about it, you know, is rooted in um you know, that anti-bottom sentiment that I can't get with. But, you know, it's okay to have a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? 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 I was about to say, Tops, like, did y'all do y'all duty in getting that booty? <laughs> yeah, because that was the other thing. I was seeing a lot of people that were like, I ate a full meal, and then I went and... <laughs> And did what I needed to do. Did you get any on Thanksgiving? First of all, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving, I ended up spending it with you. Oh, <laughs> you did. You did. So we ended up going to goddamn Virginia and uh, spent it with your aunt and uncle yes. and your family out here. And yes. uh, it was cute. It was cute. And of course, we took a break from the podcast yeah. to, you know, get regroup mm-hmm. and um just enjoy the holidays Did to spend you? time with our loved ones <laughs> uh, each other in yeah. suitland in suitland maryland did you um get any good good over the break i did but it wasn't rememberable like it wasn't remarkable at all what happened do tell um so i hooked up with I hooked up one of with one of my old niggas, and uh, he came through. Was rushing because he had to go to work, so it was like a quickie. And I don't really like quickies. Mm. Like, um, I need to bask in the moment. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, take my time with this shit because, as we know, like I'm not a, I don't nut fast. So yeah. I need to feel the strokes. I need to. Feel the licking and the mm. sticking and embrace the the man's, you know, scent. Yeah. You don't want to be rushed. At all. Yeah. Who likes to be rushed? Like, nobody. I do. I'm a woman on the go. I like- no. <laughs> I like to occasionally, like, you know, out of necessity. Like, if you got to get in and get out, then please, you know, do what you got to do. I think only one time that worked, and that was because, like, I was out of the open, and uh, we needed to get back to this party. So it was hot, 
And uh, I enjoyed it with that person. But nevertheless, quickies for me is just a, a no. Can't do it. So what did I do for Thanksgiving? Oh, I reconnected with one of my old bottom friends. Yeah. And we went and we set out this motherfucking top. Like, I mean, 10 inches. Oh, my God. More power to the tops that can handle two, like, two bottoms. Like, I think that that is just fantastic like mm-hmm. and was long-winded the nigga like nutted like four times in a row oh i love that for y'all <laughs> and you know i love i don't particularly enjoy um experiences with two bottoms and one top it's like if i'm the bottom because two one cup. yeah ugh. well because <laughs> my thing is like it tends to get like competitive and i don't get down with that so mm-hmm. you know the reason that this particular person is what I consider to be a bottom friend is because there's no competition. We're like very like equally, we're very different, but we're equally matched in terms of like our stamina, ability to take dig and the stuff that we enjoy to do. And so it's like a very pleasurable experience, like even with just one top, like. So that was pretty much it. We had a kickback at at the house. Oh yeah, we sure the hell did, but Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything past the nine (laughs) o'clock when i tell y'all this motherfucking bitch left me for dead with this like hungry pack of wolves that we had over our house and i had to be the sole host because this bitch took two shots of the moonshine which by the way our liquor of the day shout out to jason yeah shout out to miss <laughs> jason we love you yeah my good sis um who was at the kickback brought us a bottle of bell isle lemon lavender moonshine mm-hmm. triple distilled where is this shit from i don't know oh i think he said it was from richmond like oh yeah yeah, yeah he did say it was a distillery out there yeah so cute like and it was nice and they made like um a cute little cocktail out of what was it like soda like yeah i don't i don't remember what it was made out of but the cocktail was like whatever it was it took me to fuck out because it's fucking moonshine like that shit ain't no hoe like we sitting here looking like country bumpkins (laughs) (laughs) drinking moonshine yeah but the shit was lit like and so now we got the bottle I feel like this is a recurring theme of mine. Like, we host a party, and I decide to get drunk before everybody gets here. And what am I? In the bed, sleep. Picture it. It's me (laughs) at my birthday, and this bitch gets drunk before me and passes out before me on my birthday. I was stressed out that day. You You have to excuse that. It's my party. I can cry if I want to. Like, girl, what the fuck? Yeah. But I still love you. All is forgiven. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, the last thing that I want to talk about before we get into the foreplay of the day. The foreplay. Um, I went blonde. Oh, <laughs> look, I like what you've done in your hair. Yes, like... And I think <laughs> this speaks to the yassification of Jamie Stars because, oh, wow. <laughs> because I feel like a bad bitch. Like, well, because you are one. Thank you. This is just you know uh, added bonus. Yeah, that's how I like to think of it. Mm-hmm. 
No, but I feel like I've been turning a lot more heads lately. Mm-hmm. The little outfits that I've been able to put together with this blonde hair have been insane. Yeah. It's been lit. Shout out to the blonde hair. We love blonde, Jamie. I've been missing this shit for months now. I've been talking about like, oh, yeah, you need to color your hair. Like, you just, you just such a bad bitch with color hair. And you got your blonde patch still. Well, it's a, it's, I'm trying to get gray. That's the goal. I want to look like Rogue from X-Men. Like, <laughs> hey, shoot. I want to, hey, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come over here and let me touch you. Like, I don't know. Like... I'm trying to give a look. Goodbye, rogue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to introduce a new segment for today. This is going to be foreplay. Foreplay. Foreplay is quick thoughts, hot topics, or any little random things that we have uh, swarming around in these two insane brains. That Relating to us. Yeah. So what's the first topic for today? Uh, Cabanula. Cabanula! Y'all, I don't know if you guys are aware, um, but um, Cabanula is the new injectable HIV treatment. So it's um, a shot that you take once a month um, that replaces uh, having to take um, pills every day. And let me tell you, a forgetful bitch like me, I need this one shot a day thing you know what i mean like it's two shots in your butt for the first time right Mm -hmm. and then after that it's one a Mm -hmm. one and done yep once a month and you know there's a lot of like work around um they've thought through all of you know the the scenarios so i don't think we need to get too heavily into all of those questions i think the best thing for folks that might be interested in this is to talk to providers um because they'll have more information on it but um you know, for someone like you who would be a, like a a candidate for it, how does this make you feel? Like, is this something you might personally be interested? Oh yeah, in? definitely. Like I said, like I, you know, tend to forget to take the pill. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't want to have to put on an alarm every day or worry about. Oh yeah, I forgot to take my pill because why? Well, I already got that shot in my ass cheek. Like, yeah, we're good. The only other thing, I mean, that I'm curious about um, is, like, do you have any, like, reservations for yourself, like, about it? Mm, no. Okay. Like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because I think, like, it's valid. Um, there was a study done on it. So there's, like, a there's information about it readily available. Um, so I know, like, a lot of, like, other people's concerns might be about pain and, um, what the process for switching it over is going to be like. But um, for someone that is virally suppressed um, and you do a good job of being adherent despite all of us, like even me with my prep, like I forget some days too, but yeah. like you've remained uh, virally suppressed and adherent. And I think this could be a really good option for folks. Mm-hmm. And I love um, that it's going to pave the way for injectable prep because, Lord, like, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Were there talks about uh, injectable prep yet? I don't. Nothing informally has been announced that I'm aware of. You, the United States Conference on HIV and AIDS is coming up. Um, 
toward actually uh, in December. So I believe that like that's going to be like the main event where like the conversations about all this stuff is going to happen and we'll learn more about what's coming up. Side note, you know what you giving right now? What? You giving <laughs> You giving a mile, bitch, with this damn uh, stocking cap and the blonde hair up under there. Don't don't be telling my <laughs> ah, you got on the hood you look like fucking Eminem from A Mile, bitch. Like Eminem and Nim Oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to have a serious moment. Like, don't be telling my tea. Uh, you know, I just had to put it out there. Whatever. But anywho, yeah, that's Cavanuva. What's the next topic? Um, the next topic is the Opportunity Corridor back in Cleveland. Uh, okay. So we're taking this shit back home. Yeah. You know, we're from Cleveland. We love Cleveland. And so if we can use this little uh, segment to bring any information or news about Cleveland, of course we will. Because so, y'all bitches got to know about our city. Yes. <laughs> so Opportunity Corridor is pretty exciting news. It's a $200 million development plan that's been a couple of years in the works. Um, and this is one of the first projects uh, or infrastructural projects that will connect the east side to the west side in a um in a in efficient way for traveling because you know traveling out there it takes us fucking 40 days to get to one (laughs) side of town to the next like it's crazy so it kind of feels like in a way like opportunity corridor is bringing us into the 21st century for real for real because it's like developmentally (laughs) <laughs> Cleveland is so far behind in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, you know, I always say it takes 15 minutes to get anywhere, but that's like as an east sider that stays on the east side. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's very much a thing that like you don't go to the west side if you're from the east side. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I think that has a lot to do with like racial lines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> that's just been the experience. Is Little Italy a part of uh, the west side or the east side? East side. Mm. So that's like the University Circle area. So yeah, um, the articles that I've been reading, they pinpoint the University Circle area where like that Little Italy sort of corridor is. Um, it's uh, University Circle connected to basically the Interstate 77, I-40 um, uh, highway. Okay. And so that will like, you know, put you right down towards like as if you're going towards downtown. Like right by Cleveland Clinic and shit, right? Yeah. And so a lot of another sort of like thing that makes this issue complicated is the fact that um a lot of small businesses on the east side that kind of depend on the traffic from the Cleveland Clinic sort of thing <laughs> feel like uh, traffic is going to be diverted away from small businesses mm-hmm. and you know as far behind as cleveland is like there is like fucking gentrification happening all throughout the east side it's happening all throughout the u.s to be, yeah. to be completely honest yeah and cleveland is one of those places like it's gentrifying but i don't think it's complicated because on one hand, gentrification could bring a lot of like money throughout the city mm-hmm. as it di- displaces black people. Like, let's keep it real. But the population is is decreasing so fast and so much that like I don't even think gentrification is like <laughs> gonna be able to do anything, you know, positive in the way that like 
you know, these white people want to take up all this land and and do stuff with it. Like, it's like, what the fuck? And the, being that the economy is already low, this is about to plummet. Yeah. Plummet Cleveland's uh, economy. It's interesting. Like, there's always been, like, a lot of interesting stuff going on in Cleveland. Like, for me, like, the... Republican National Convention, that was like 2016 to like the Cavs um, and the Indians winning that championship that year. That was lit as fuck. Yeah. And then like all this money circulating throughout the city and it's like the ebbs and flows of like cash flows, like Mm -hmm. how it like circulates throughout the city. Um, The Cleveland Clinic, we are the world's premier cancer center with the Mm Illusion Medical Center. Um, And so it's like this industrial complex our steel mills are all this industry that flows throughout Cleveland. And yet there's so much poverty. There's so much despair. There's so much death. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how like opportunity corridor will affect the climate. Is it going to bring any opportunities? Like let's look forward to that. Yeah. Interesting. So we'll keep y'all posted. <laughs> um, next topic is what is the next topic? Um, I think that was it. Oh, yeah, because we already talked about Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah. Look. All right. Well, y'all, that was the foreplay of the day. Mm, so zesty. I am learning to enjoy foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take some time, you know. Yeah. We got to lube, you know, lube it up and then get ready for, you know. The main event. <laughs> the main event, yeah. All right. Well, before we go on break... I wanted to introduce the slut that deserves her flowers for today. Oh, yeah. Who's the slut that deserves their flowers? Monica motherfucking Lewinsky. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So we just got finished with watching, um, what is the name of that damn show? Impeachment. Impeachment. And uh, Monica, I feel as though she needs her flowers because... She was one of those people that um, were looked down upon because of the whole debacle with the president at the time. And uh, if that shit were to happen today, I don't think the shit that happened to her would have happened. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Right. Well, pause. It would be a big deal because it was the president. But but not in the way that it was in the 90s. They like, wouldn't carry her like they did. Yeah. Like, when I think about her experience, like, even in my my youth where I wasn't even aware of that situation, but I knew her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like, I associated her name with such, like, um, darkness. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she was so vilified that from what I knew about her in rap songs and yeah. in the media and stuff like that was basically I almost like as if she was a porn star and not yeah. like a very smart, talented, capable woman that had been through all the things that we learned that she had been through, like through the show. And um, I think it's important, though, when consuming media to have a degree of discernment. For me, it's like a lot of what we consume through the media is definitely propaganda. And, you know, of course, like we don't get the full scope of like everything that went on Mm -hmm. um, because it's told from certain perspectives. But I believe that uh, this show is a Ryan Murphy joint. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's good, but 
yeah, whatever. It um, didn't even derail either. You know, like he's notorious for like his last little episodes. It'd be really yeah. bad. No, it was it like was good, good yeah. consistent the whole time. Yeah, I think it did a good job of if it wasn't completely 100% accurate, it was um, good at capturing, um, for me, like a more holistic view of everything that was going on. Because mm-hmm. we got a view from Monica. We got a view from Linda. We got a view from uh, the prosecutors. and Paula Jones, <laughs> Paula my Jones. favorite character. Yeah. And so I think it makes Monica Lewinsky's story um, so much more dynamic than just, oh, she was the president's mistress there was a lot of factors that went into play mm-hmm. um for her and i think um you know even though it goes without saying we name her we honor her with the slut of the week that deserves her flowers her flowers yeah as truly as a term of endearment um for someone that has now had the opportunity to reclaim her narrative mm-hmm. is doing a lot of good work to help um People with mental health. Mental health and and deal with issues of bullying. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, just more power to her. And it just sucks that she had to experience all of that trauma um, and that she had to be the catalyst of that um, to propel us into a world where we could be more free and, like, open about, you know, these topics that were definitely taboo back then. Mm Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Monica Lewinsky, if yeah. you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. All right. Hey, y'all. It's Jamie Stars. Are you ready to make magic? Suite 333 is your new home for all your graphic design needs. Whether you need a logo, website, or a total brand design, Suite 333 will go above and beyond to manifest your wildest graphic design needs. I love that. (laughs) That will help you gain the audience that you desire. I mean, look at the Cleveland Hoochies. Visit Suite333.com to book now. That's Suite333.com. Suite 333, where magic meets design. Hey, y'all, it's time. Everyone has a story to tell, and I think it's time that you have a professional bring your story to life. I think it's time provides clients with premier photography and videography services, along with a unique style of editing that makes you stand out. Even if you desire that simple look, I think it's time is your one-stop shop for filming and editing, as well as sound design services. Go to IThinkIt'sTime.com to book your session now. And we're back. Hey, y'all. So I thoroughly enjoyed the foreplay. Um, I love our segments. We have a new segment, another segment um, that we want to introduce is the DP, the discussion point. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been DP'd? No, child, I wish. Well, you're going to get DP'd today. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What you got for me on the DP? So the other day we had a discussion with our friend and um, it was based about religion and how it relates to sex. So it brought me to the question of how has your religious upbringing affected your journey on sexual liberation? Little old me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a very um, tumultuous relationship and history with uh, religion and 
as it relates to my sexuality, my sexual identity, um, but even more so when it comes to my sex life, mm. because I think in general, I really am not aware of like a religion that is um, open, like when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. um, just in my personal experience, I'm sure there is some, but um, yeah, I was uh, raised uh, Christian, Baptist, um, and um as I grew up, uh, my mom became a minister in the non-denominational faith. And so, um, what's non-denominational? Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) what? Yeah. Christian or in the Christian, um, faith, there are different sects. (laughs) Excuse me. There are different, like, um, different, like, I forget what the word it's like sect like different like sections of it um like different communities yeah that um it, congregations con- uh, congregation describes like the church itself uh-huh. um but like baptist is like just another version of the faith and all it comes down to is like different versions or different ways of, that people within christianity interpret the bible mm-hmm. and i find that like a lot of them get caught up on whether or not they believe in like Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so between Baptist and de- non-denominational, for me, there wasn't a lot of like difference. It was just more so in um, I- ideology. It was just a lot of differences in like um, the actual experience of the service itself. So in, Bapt- in growing up Baptist, it was very strict. So that's where I learned how to kind of like sit still and behave. And you had to adhere to all these rules and dress up. And it went on and on and on. And it was long. And well, sometimes <laughs> you beat me with a ruler when I do something wrong, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and non-denominational was like more laid back. We wore jeans. It was like, you know, a, like chiller. And um, my mom, when she became a minister in the non-denominational church, it was her cousin that had started the church. And um, it, because she was helping them start this church and it was new, it was like we were having church in, a, in apartment complexes, like um, guest room, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was very small. It was like a, a different transition. So all of that to explain, like, you know, I I grew up very religious, like mm-hmm. Church was like every Sunday and there wasn't a choice on whether or not to go. And um, I we prayed before meals and um, I grew up with like religion being like a very important aspect of my life. Mm. What was sort of like your experience with sex or not sex? Religion. <laughs> we'll get to that. Religion. So me, I grew up being raised by for women, you know, for God-fearing women, my mom, my grandma, who I call Nana, and my aunts. And um, we weren't really heavily religious, you know what I mean? Like, we knew of God, mm-hmm. but uh, we never, like, really went to church and all that. Like, it'd be on occasions, you know, like, we'd go for Easter we go because, you know, whoever they knew were trying to go to church and they asked them, oh, can you come with me type shit? But no, it was never really heavy in church. Like we would pray before meals because uh, my nana made it a point like, oh, go ahead and pray before your meal. And uh, that would be that pray before you go to bed. But it was mandatory to go ahead and brush our teeth before 
you know, she she enforced the, you know, praying before bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's interesting to hear because I feel like I didn't, we've never really talked about religion before. And so I don't think I've ever really known you to like have been a person that prayed. I didn't know your mom was religious or had like that religious background either. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Like, so, I mean, having like those sort of like traditions, things that you were just told to do. Um, so that's one thing, but like, were there any like values or any particular things that like you took from all of that? No, I never really understood the concept of religion until I got older. Like it was a few instances when I felt like I realized what, um, you know, I was taught or what I was taught to know, Mm. you know, um, but it was a few instances that uh changed my perspective on religion and I still really like I feel like I don't really care for religion, if that makes sense. Girl, if they don't shut the fuck I up. I know, and I like thought I turned this thing. I'm sorry, y'all. You thought wrong. <laughs> Let me go. Shut her the fuck up. Airplane. Um no, but I really uh appreciate hearing that. Um so like from oh hold up hold up and on top of that like um with like my parents not or my mother and my the women figures in my life they never enforced you know oh go ahead and go to church you're gonna go to church you know what i mean like they wanted us to think at our own free will you know what i mean grow and to your own self you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you choose your religion as you get older, you know what I mean? So they never enforce that on us. Like, Yeah, I wish more households were like that, like where you have the freedom to to choose because I feel like a lot of the argument for a lot of like Christian households is like you have to instill these uh, values in, into your children because um, they should grow up in the faith and... Um, it's sort of like a tradition that you pass on and that's the mm-hmm. point of it is it, it needs to be um to be passed down to like sort of have like that meaning and um substance and, and then it's very much a part of like your life your everyday experience so it's like there's no room to have a choice to choose like what you're going to to believe because this is what we know to be the truth this is it it mm-hmm. doesn't there's no getting around it I think also because, uh, like, my mother is bisexual, so mm-hmm. she was openly bisexual, and I guess she might have got backlash from the church, and, you know, that's why she turned her back, or never pressed, I shouldn't say turn her back, but she never really pressed that and enforced religion on us, you know what I yeah. mean? And um, I know having a conversation with her about religion and my religious upbringing, she was saying uh, that she had done research on like Catholicism and uh, Christianity and she put two and two together. She was like, it's always some grimy shit associated with religion. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? When we're supposed to be practicing beliefs upon love and spreading love and, uh, you know, 
being at peace with yourself in nature. You know what I mean? That just gagged me because I can't believe I forgot a, a, a huge important chunk of like my religious upbringing was also because I went to staying at Delbert. Like I went to a Catholic elementary school. And so in going to the Catholic elementary school, we were required to go to mass. Um, mm-hmm. And we were also required to take religion classes. So I was growing up Baptist, but I also was uh, strictly trained in like, in the Catholic faith mm. and tradition. And so like... So you were literally getting beat with a damn ruler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it wasn't that severe, but um, I remember like a part of my grade one year in fifth grade was to participate in the um, in a reenactment of the nativity scene. And ah. <laughs> I was uh, Joseph and my grade was intertwined in participating in literally mass <laughs> and like you know i had the experience of being like an altar boy and um and i was even baptized in the catholic faith but as an example for other students um so it was very interesting like um very strict very you know there wasn't no wiggle room for me and so it, it's funny that like i am the way that i am today and i think it's partly because in my teenage years um being tired of being butchered with like the same in doctrine that like who I know that I am inside is wrong. Um, I had to rebel against, <laughs> against that. And so mm-hmm. I went through a period like in my teen age years of like, you know, pushing back against that. Like, I don't believe in anything. Like I had to stop praying. I had, um, I we would go to church because I had to listen to my mom. So I would go to church, but I would be on grinder, and then uh, I would I would leave the fucking <laughs> what type of man? Yes, I would leave the services to go like fuck on some nigga like the blasphemy. Yeah, I, but I didn't have sex in church, and I've you know I know some people that have had sex in church. Yeah. Gag that is gaggy to me. But remember that was that a notorious video that was going around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just, my conscience could not let me um, do that. But it was, I mean, what's the the difference? Like I was on fucking grinders, sending news and talking nasty and stuff and um, getting up and leaving just because I was so um, disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate thing because today I look at um, having a faith as such an important aspect of like someone's life and someone's like health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um because I felt like on my personal journey with like my mental health, spirituality has, you know, touching crystals, lighting incense and burning sage and, um, you know, being mindful and aware of my energy has done such wonders to like my healing process, mm-hmm. despite without Christianity. Um, but if someone was like brought up in the Christian faith and they were told their whole life that who they are is fundamentally wrong, how that like pushes someone away from mm-hmm. even wanting to explore spirituality or religion in general. Absolutely. And that's like fucked up. Oh yeah. On uh I wanna say on a few instances I feel like I um felt not loved because of somebody's belief. You know what I mean? Like uh one time like my old best friend uh her mother like i used to go over to her mother's house all the time this was back in like high school and shit like that and um she converted into uh what is it jehovah witness like she uh, converted into 
a Jehovah's Witness. And um, like, you know, I was super flamboyant. You know what I mean? Like I was literally one of the damn girls like with the swoop <laughs> dang, long nails, you know what I mean? Kitten heels. Like I was out here. I had the leggings with the cross, bitch. You know what I'm talking about? Like I was out here. So nevertheless, like I used to go over there all the time and like parade back and forth my gayness and uh, why should I hide that shit? You know, you know what I mean? So when she converted into being a Jehovah's Witness or the whole household did, um, they told me I had to stop coming around because I was too worldly. Wow. And um, after that, like, I felt like that created a rift between me and her because mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to come over and me expressing how I felt about that. Like I looked to her mother as my mother because, you know, that was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went over there all the goddamn time. Like I used to eat with them, you mm-hmm. know, spend a night. You know. Yeah, I feel that so uh, heavily or so deeply because there's been so many instances in my life, like because of religion, like, um, you know, I was constantly told, um, you know, you need to find you a wife, um, you you know, you need to get married, um, that I felt ashamed to even um, to even explore my femininity. Mm-hmm. I think for a while I was just, tra- I trained myself to just be this very quiet robotic shell because I was honestly scared to receive that reaction. And so like, you know, I give you all the flowers for like, you know, just being who you are. And for, so there's so many like uh, gay boys out there that, you know, have similar experiences to you where like they just fought the fight. But I was one of those people where I just was so scared. I saw the treatment. I got little taste of it here and there. Um, but, you know, the, there were times like I remember when skinny jeans first came out, for example, like with the new boys and the, mm-hmm. and the jerking. Um, I, w- I would love to like wear my skinny jeans with like my church outfits. But then like, you know, there would be <laughs> everybody <laughs> in, in your congregation was looking like, yes, breaking their fucking necks. So that is my favorite thing to say. My uh, this old tambourine player. <laughs> I got that shit from Mr. Brown. Ain't that the name of that uh, show, Mr. Brown? Oh, Meet the Browns, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, but it's like, it's so real. Like, you know, the the looks, the stares, the gossip. Because like, you know, everybody's all saved and sanctified, but then everybody has something to say about everybody else. It can be such a nasty, toxic environment. It sure is. And that's the gag. Like, a lot of like... um, It's a lot of hypocrisy. Yes, a lot of hypocrisy because... You know, I'm on grinder. How is it so many people that's point zero zero miles away? <laughs> and I done been to the Potter's house in Texas and uh, that's Bishop T.D. Jakes's uh, church. I done been to um, church conventions and I was on grinder. So we done seen it. I, and the church queen is very much a thing. Like, mm-hmm. so how was it that Miss Sally May got all these damn kids? Out of wedlock, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Is sitting here touching on little girl over here. Like, uh-uh. Everybody got tattoos. Mm-hmm. And the, what kills me is, you know, there's like that, um, the the guy will come in off the street and be like a self-proclaimed rapper or something. Like, you know, uh, he, just, <laughs> he just got out of jail. I already know where you about to go with and this. everybody is, hallelujah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like going up for this nigga, but then let the let the queen come in, and then everybody is 
sucking their teeth, rolling their eyes, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, ugh, like that was the stuff that like just makes my skin crawl thinking about it. But what I was going to say, though, is this is really important. The most hypocritical thing that I find with like Christian um, church experiences is that community is so deeply ingrained into it. Like mm-hmm. the reason you you go to the uh, church on Sundays is because you you need to be amongst other people in order to like express your faith. And and that's like, to me, first of all, that just is dumb. Like you should have like a personal relationship with God um, that's your own. But um, the fact that like, you, they're saying that we need to like be amongst other people in order to have that relationship it's just, <laughs> yeah, it just blows me. And then that come as you are statement too, like blows me. Like, what do you mean come as I am? I can't really come as I am. Cause if I come as I am, what are you going to do? Sit there and cast your judgment on me. And right. thou should not judge. Right. Isn't that in that Bible? Isn't exactly. that in that book that y'all try to beat upon other people? Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's, it does nothing but like push people away mm-hmm. and, it's the the funny thing is because because my mom is still a minister. Um, she moved to North Carolina, um, and in North Carolina, they're having a horrible time. Like the church is down there, yeah. um, filling up seats because young people are not going to church anymore, mm. and it's because young people, um, through the internet, through um, the prog- the progression that we're seeing, like in the world around us, through a sexual liberation movement, through a LGBT uh-huh. movement through a feminist movement, we're seeing so many changes to the way people think and what people are willing to put up with for the sake of tradition. Uh-huh. And, you know, a day of reckoning is coming for the churches. So I expect that churches will fall or churches will yield. And churches, you know, another part of it that people don't want to admit is the coin. Church can't survive oh, without yeah. the money. Uh-huh. And that's a huge part of it. Like, as people begin to challenge the church's tax exempt uh, status or so the fact that they don't have to pay fucking taxes. Um, My mom was sitting there saying like the churches take money, you know what I'm saying? And will not help those in need. You know what I mean? Like there are people on the street will whole ass give their last to the church and they won't help them. They won't shelter them. They won't give them food. You know what I mean? No water, no clothes for them. Like, Right. And y'all want us to go up for a church? So all of that to say, a day of reckoning is coming. And that's, you know, so where I am today on my sexual liberation journey is that I can acknowledge that my Christian values that I I hold near and dear, respect and love for human uh, life, um, to to be decent to others, to do unto others as um, I would have them do unto myself, um, to pray, to to manifest, um, those values are still there, um, but they inform how I choose to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And I have never for one let them um, prevent me from doing what I want to do with mm-hmm. my life. And I think that's the part that really makes me sad. Like when we talk about sex, for a lot of people, they resort to their values, often Christian values, um, 
as a reason for not being able to express themselves how I believe that or how they say that they want to express themselves. Mm -hmm. Like we were literally just talking to uh, our friend um, (laughs) and that was a a big part of, (laughs) Ah! oh my God. Our friend, our good friend. Yeah. That was a a big part of the conversation. It was, um, we got to values and that's what made like the conversation heated. Um, because values then turns into soul ties. Mm -hmm. And for me, when they begin to throw those words out there, it's like, it, for me, it sounds like you're trying to say that you're better than us because you, first of all, assume that because I enjoy having sex, I don't have any values Mm -hmm. or I don't have that background. Or because I enjoy having sex, I have multiple partners. I haven't told you that. You know what I mean? Like, just because I like to have sex and I said that day that I'd had sex, you don't know who the fuck I'm having sex with. It could be my boyfriend, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Even though I don't have one. But who are you to cast your goddamn judgment on me? And then I hate how, like, the conversation automatically becomes... Um, having sex bad, having, you know, multiple partners bad. So even in the way that we try to defend ourselves around that, like, oh, I don't have as many partners, you know, trying to like that being our defense, trying to make up for the fact that like they're attacking our, our, our worth as human beings. Uh And it's like, we shouldn't even have to do that. I said what I said. Mm -hmm. I had, I have a hundred partners. What are you going to do about it? I can fuck like, whoever I want. Like, you know what I'm missing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't mean, like, my value is down right. or diminished, you know? Yeah. And somebody want to beat up Kuda Cat. You know what I mean? Like, somebody wants somebody with experience. Period. Like, Yeah. And, it, like, like, we can't be in relationships or we're not worthy of, like, being loved or experiencing Somebody going to domesticate love. the alley cat. Somebody <laughs> is going to. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Don't sit there and try to slut shame me and make me feel bad because you're not having the sex that you want to have. The sex that you see on the porn. You know what I mean? Like, right. no. Yeah, because that, and then that's the thing. Like, you have these values or your, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you have these values or you, you know, you have your man, you're in a relationship, but then still not happy. You know what? I have a couple of instances a couple more instances so i feel like what made me like porn and appreciate porn my mom got married to i'm gonna call this man uh what am i gonna call this man we gonna call him preacher d you want to know why because preacher d was a preacher of a fucking church seven plus kids but they were out of wedlock and he had a big huge porn collection ah (laughs) (laughs) so that's where you got your love and passion for pinky yes oh we gotta talk about her one episode i fucking adore pinky she taught me everything i know it was her and Nicki minaj but Nicki minaj you know i'm gonna add her to the list we'll talk about her next episode yeah um that's the reason why i have so much knowledge of porn because of who the preacher d this is shit you shouldn't even have in your fucking home. You know what I mean? But you have it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, I remember he came up because uh, like he has that big ass extensive uh, collection. Like he could have been like blockbuster for porn. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> he had books. And I ended up taking a couple of books. 
more so catalogs. And in the catalog, like it was showing the latest and greatest like porn that was out. Yeah. That you can purchase. And in the back of the book, it had the alternative porn, which was the gay porn, the trans porn. And uh, uh, he had seen the book was under my bed one time. And he had the big talk with me like, oh, yeah, I don't want you to see this because in this book, it got this, that, and this such. Why do you still ah! have this motherfucking book <laughs> at that? You know what I mean? Like, throw this motherfucker away. Like, the right. shit still lingered around the house because yeah. somehow I got it in my hands every single time he snatched it away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my point is, like, it's hypocritical. Don't try to preach no damn sermons to me when you got this whole ass collection and it's out here fucking whoever and whenever, whatever. Yeah. Because I, and that makes me think one thing that I it just kills me Religion often keeps makes people ignore the fact that sex is natural and like it's natural as fuck. Deers have threesomes, you know what I mean? <laughs> then you see that in the Museum of Sex, right? The, no, no, the deer statue, that. like it's a deer statue, and they got them motherfuckers. So they got the one deer on top of the the one deer, and then on the very top, the one is standing up, like <laughs> getting that shit in that nigga's booty. These ears, like it's natural. It's in nature, it's bro. It's natural, and like we all have urges, we all have desires, and they're not gonna go away because traditionally people haven't been allowed to express those parts of themselves, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm saying like a day of reckoning is coming because we're getting to the point. COVID exposed a lot of shit to a lot of people. Woo, like, niggas can't stand a family no more because of COVID. Willow Smith said the veil slipped and now I could see. Like oh. the veil slipped and a lot of like fuckery and foolery was exposed. And the religious institution as a whole, I believe, was exposed for the bullshit. Like people were still going to fucking um uh services um despite the uh, quarantine mandates and stuff and um we're seeing like a lot of like a, the big mega churches fall because they're um laundering that motherfucking money mm -hmm. we just watched the tammy uh <laughs> oh the tammy yeah Faye tammy Baker, Faye documentary or what uh, is the it? movie yeah biopic yeah um and you know their whole situation with like the fraud and embezzlement and all of that and Oh, poor Tammy Faye. She ain't know nothing <laughs> about that. She ain't know that. nothing about that. I just love little country women that's just so naive and dumb and uh, and charming. Oh, but I just, Should I call her dumb? I shouldn't call her dumb. I'll just adore Miss Tammy Faye. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> my thing is, it, it's all some bullshit. You know what else is bullshit? Yeah. I can't believe that these bitches out here, these motherfucking religious people came for miss monica lewinsky the way that they did oh, they vilified yeah. this woman mm -hmm. tore her to shreds when it was really bill's pickle-nosed ass fault <laughs> like you got me fucked up you want to know why because he stepped out of his marriage not once but a few fucking times yeah. and everybody had came up to miss hillary clinton about this shit yeah yeah, there have been so many instances in popular culture and politics, like where religion Ooh. fueled hatred 
in regards to like Ooh, sex scandals. This, this is why shit start wars. You yeah, know what I'm saying? My fucking background is in political science, but I had to step away from um, politics because it's just such a facade. Like mm. uh, religion, Christian religion is like so ingrained in our society. Um, it, this is why we don't have comprehensive sex education in our schools. This uh-huh. is why like sexual health um, issues continue to be underfunded and uh-huh. like fall to the wayside. Like it's just so fucked up. Like, why uh, women can't choose to have abortions. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then it goes back to that argument that like, oh, you shouldn't be having sex out of marriage. It's girl. Like it girl, is 2020. Like, I'm about to pop this cat. Like, like y'all got porn on like every fucking site now. Like yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, but, you know, Cleveland circa 2016, the Republican National Convention was the f- most grinder usage Cleveland had ever saw. What? Yes. Look it up. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Grindr was on fire in downtown Cleveland during the um, Republican National Convention. I don't even remember having Grindr during that time. I didn't have Grindr until when. Girl, I should have been on Grindr back Where then. Where the fuck did I get Grindr? I was in the streets protesting, okay? Oh. <laughs> because we had stuff to do. Yeah. Like, all fuck these niggas. Jacked. Oh, wow. So it was all a facade. At the end of the day, we're all on the highway to hell. And if you're not gonna have, <laughs> if you're not gonna have fun and pop that thing, then I don't know what to tell you. Because good luck seeing if we can get into a, another life, because that ain't promised either. No. Damn, you gonna get down the hill and be seeing all these niggas taking dick. And let me tell you something: you gonna be so goddamn inexperienced and be sitting there like. Hurting down there taking dick. We gonna be sitting there. Oh yeah, give it to me, pop. That's all you giving? Like I'm a, I'm put the table be, in me. I'm gonna be sliding down the pole like Lil Nas, but with better shoes. Ah, a better wig. <laughs> a bitch. better wig. The fuck. Come. I'm gonna sit there and look like fucking Ronnie from Players Club. Stop playing with me. You know I was a pro twerker <laughs> back in my day. You know I was a yeah. member of Twerk Mafia. You won't find me on YouTube, but I'm on YouTube still throwing this little ass me back. You know. Well. You know, I feel like I've learned a lot about you today. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any final thoughts about um, really in general? In general? Like how has, um, you know, religion informed your sexual identity today or like anything else that you want to speak on? Um, How has it... I feel that religion isn't heavily influenced with my sex life like at all you know what i mean like i'm gonna be completely honest with you like i don't associate the two you want to know why because i don't care about the two or i don't care too much about religion Mm. you know what i mean like i'm gonna throw this as me i don't care do you think like are you like more spiritual or do you just not have i feel like i'm leaning more uh more so towards spirituality uh spiritual Alexy, whatever the fuck, and um, opposed to religion because yeah, I got more faith in a goddamn leaf being burnt than <laughs> you know talking to a deity that I've never seen like some goddamn rumor about a god. Mm-mm. I think um, I am you know I'm in a good space with uh, my Christian beliefs. Um, I am, you know, still a proud server of uh, God, and I believe that uh, 
you know, I believe in Jesus and I believe in the power and God's power um, as, you know, my higher being, the creator of the universe. Mm. But I also believe in um, his power working through me and therefore my own power to to change my circumstances, to Mm -hmm. manifest um, my own dreams and to control my destiny presently. And so... If we're able, if I'm able to use this space um, or my platforms to to do good for the world and in the name of Christ, then that's what I'll continue to do. Oh, and I'm not opposed to going to church and shit either. Like I'm not, you know, I like to hear gospel songs, you know, because you hear me in the shower sometimes <laughs> thinking some gospel shit. Well, maybe we'll go to church because I haven't been in a church in a long time either. I've only just recently. Huh. Well, Let's go to go. church in Cleveland. Oh, we should go to my church then, because yeah, um, Bethany Baptist. Okay. But um, what was I about to say? Fuck. Um. Oh, yeah, we can go to church and then you know, still on the weekends, live our best lives. After church, I'm gonna get me a bottle and be thrown. I'm <laughs> not even gonna lie to you. Uh well, at the end of the day. It's your power, it's your life, it's your destiny, it's your body, and don't let nobody other tell you otherwise. No, Hell no. church, no communities. Nobody um, but yourself. You got the power of your own life. And if anybody tells you otherwise, tell them the hoochies want to see them. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, hoochies out. Love you. Love you.